Welcome back to our Tech Deep Dive Corner. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. Today we're unpacking something truly exciting, the paper titled Palm Tube Adapter, Progressively Aligned Language Model Makes a Strong Vision Language Adapter. Right off the bat, this paper dives into the challenge of effectively bridging frozen vision encoders and large language models, or LLMs for short. The authors, spearheaded by Junfei Xiao and a team from Johns Hopkins University and Google Research, bring a novel perspective into the architecture and training of vision language adapters. Exactly, Tom. The paper discusses how while vision encoders and LLMs have seen extensive development, their integration, basically getting them to work together to tackle vision language tasks, hasn't been as thoroughly explored. The current models use something called perceiver resampler architecture, but face issues like slow convergence and limited scalability. And here's where Palm 2V adapter enters the scene. The folks behind the paper propose employing a progressively aligned language model as the adapter, showing not just faster convergence and higher performance, but also stronger scalability compared to the perceiver resampler models. Moving into the nitty gritty, they've grounded their work on the success of large vision language models, highlighting how developing a robust adapter between vision encoders and LLMs is crucial. Their strategy involves a classic visual language alignment pipeline with a twist. That twist, Jen, is the progression in training. Firstly, a tiny Palm 2 model is initially trained as the language model decoder. Following that, it evolves into training as the adapter. It's fascinating because instead of directly aligning with LLM decoders, they progressively align through stages, enhancing performance. The results? They've benchmarked their method across a variety of visual captioning and QA tasks with remarkable success. Their model achieves state-of-the-art or comparable performance while requiring significantly fewer parameters. Talk about efficiency. Right, and the broader implications could be huge. The method demonstrates a pathway to more efficient, scalable models for multimodal tasks, potentially lowering the computational footprint which is a big deal against the backdrop of increasing concerns over AI's environmental impact. Reflecting on this, Tom, it's really an embodiment of innovation in the area of vision language models. The stepwise progression in training coupled with the efficiency gains paints a promising future for integrating LLMs with vision encoders, pushing the frontier of what's possible in visual language tasks. Absolutely, Jen. As these technologies continue to evolve, Understanding and perfecting the adapters that facilitate cross-modality intelligence will be paramount. The work presented in this paper not only progresses that understanding, but offers a concrete, promising direction forward. And that wraps up our deep dive on the Palm Tube Adapter paper, truly groundbreaking stuff with implications that stretch far and wide across AI research and applications. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Until next time, keep pondering the potential of AI and its vast landscapes. Have you ever wished your refrigerator could understand your late-night cravings and recommend the perfect snack without judging you? Or imagine your mirror giving you outfit advice based on the weather forecast and your personal style. Well, guess what? Thanks to the revolutionary Palm Tube Adapter, now introduced by the visionary team at Intellivision Language Solutions, or IVLS for short, that future is here. No longer do you have to wish for appliances that understand not just your words, 
but your world. IVLS uses groundbreaking technology to merge vision and language, turning your everyday gadgets into conversational partners. Craving pizza at 2 a.m.? Your smart fridge has already sorted the best recipes and, hey, it even throws in a cheeky comment about that gym subscription you're not using. Or standing in front of your intelligent mirror, dreading to decide what to wear. The mirror not only picks out the perfect outfit, but also reassures you that, yes, you do indeed have the style of a dashing trendsetter, despite what your cat might think. IVLS, where technology meets comedy, ensuring your gadgets not only understand you, but also keep the banter alive. Because who said AI can't have a sense of humor? Get ready for a world where your conversations with technology get a little less robotic and a lot more fun. IVLS brings the future to your doorstep, one witty appliance at a time. Visit us at intellivision-languagesall.com and step into the future of home AI where your devices see, speak, and sass back, all thanks to the magic of Palm 2 Vadapter. Welcome back to our latest podcast episode where we dive deep into the world of medical research and technology. Today, we're unraveling a fascinating study titled Fusion of Diffusion-Weighted MRI and Clinical Data for Predicting Functional Outcome After Acute Ischemic Stroke with Deep Contrastive Learning. This paper is a preprint by Chia-Ling Tsai and colleagues, published on February 19, 2024. That's right, Tom. This study is a game-changer in the field of stroke care. Stroke is one of the leading causes of long-term disability worldwide, affecting a significant portion of the adult population. Despite advances in treatment, predicting the long-term functional outcomes for stroke patients has been a major challenge. This study aims to improve that by using diffusion-weighted MRI and clinical data together in a deep learning model. Before we dive into the nuts and bolts of the study, let's break down some of these complex terms. First up is diffusion-weighted MRI. This is a type of MRI imaging that can highlight changes in the brain's water molecules, making it incredibly useful for diagnosing strokes, especially ischemic strokes, where blood flow to a part of the brain is stopped or reduced. Exactly, Tom. An acute ischemic stroke refers to the type of stroke caused by a blockage in an artery leading to the brain. The study focuses on using data from these MRIs combined with a patient's clinical data, like age, health history, and more, to predict how well they might recover in the months following a stroke. Now onto the techie part, deep contrastive learning. It's a fancy term for a machine learning approach that learns to understand and categorize images by comparing different examples to understand what makes them similar or different. The researchers in this study created a deep learning model that learns from both MRI images and clinical data to predict patient outcomes. Let's get into the heart of the study. The researchers collected data from 3,297 patients who had suffered from acute ischemic strokes. They used two types of images from each patient, apparent diffusion coefficient, ADC, and diffusion-weighted image, DWI, along with 62 clinical variables like the NIH stroke scale score and information on comorbidities. Their proposed model undergoes two-stage training. The first stage focuses on learning representations from both types of data, imaging and clinical, individually. Then, it learns to fuse these representations together. In the second stage, it uses this fused representation to classify patients based on whether they'll need long-term care three months post-stroke. 
and the results are pretty impressive. They found that their model, which fuses diffusion-weighted MRI and clinical data, outperforms existing models that use either type of data alone. Specifically, it achieved a score of 0.87 AUC, 0.0F1 score, and 80.45% accuracy. The AUC, or area under the curve, indicates the model's ability to distinguish between patients with different outcomes, with 1 being perfect and 0.5 being no better than random chance. This study could have a significant impact on post-stroke care. By accurately predicting which patients are at risk of long-term disability, healthcare providers can tailor care plans more effectively from the start, focusing resources and rehabilitation efforts where they are most needed. Absolutely, Tom. And beyond the immediate benefits in stroke care, this study showcases the power of combining different types of medical data through advanced machine learning techniques. It opens the door for similar approaches in other areas of healthcare, potentially transforming how we predict and manage a variety of diseases and conditions. In conclusion, this paper represents an exciting advancement in our ability to care for stroke patients offering a more personalized and effective approach to rehabilitation and long-term care planning. It's a perfect example of how technological innovation can drive forward medical science and patient care. And that wraps up this episode. We hope you found it both informative and inspiring. Tech and healthcare together are creating a future filled with possibilities for better patient outcomes. Stay tuned for more episodes where we dive deep into groundbreaking research and technology. Have you ever wondered what the inside of your brain looks like after you try to remember where you left your keys for the umpteenth time? Well, wonder no more. Introducing BrainSight, the revolutionary company born from groundbreaking research that fuses diffusion-weighted MRI and clinical data to not only predict your stroke recovery, but also to help you find your keys. Yes, you heard that right. At BrainSight, we're taking brain scans to the next level. Not only can we predict outcomes after a stroke with incredible accuracy, but our AI has also learned to spot the neural patterns of forgetfulness. Misplaced your car in the parking lot? BrainSight's got you covered. Our state-of-the-art contrastive learning model can map out the oops zones in your brain. It's like having a GPS for your thoughts. And for those who haven't had a stroke, but just bad at remembering, our scans can predict if you're likely to forget your own birthday. Handy, right? <sighs> Absolutely, Jen. And for a limited time, sign up for our Where's My Stuff package, and we'll throw in a free key finder. Because at BrainSight, we believe in using breakthrough science to solve everyday problems. Book your appointment today and take the first step towards never losing your keys or your mind again. BrainSight, because why not use cutting-edge brain research to tackle forgetfulness? Visit us at BrainSight.com. It's a no-brainer. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of our podcast. Today, we're diving into a fascinating paper titled RLVF, Learning from Verbal Feedback Without Overgeneralization, authored by Moritz Stefan, Alexander Kazatsky, Eric Mitchell, Annie S. Chen, Cheryl Shu, Arkit Sharma, and Chelsea Finn from Stanford University. Yeah, Tom, this paper is stirring up quite the conversation. It's all about refining the behavior of large language models, or LLMs, using high-level verbal feedback. You know, instructions like, please avoid using emojis in emails to my boss. 
It sounds simple, right? But there's a twist. Exactly, Jen. The authors identified a significant challenge when training models with this type of feedback. Simply incorporating feedback into the model's prompt can unintentionally lead the model to over-apply the guidance, even in situations where it's not relevant. That's what they call overgeneralization. That's where their new method steps in, dubbed C3PO, short for Contextualized Critiques with Constrained Preference Optimization. It's like a refined approach for model training that specifically addresses this issue of overgeneralization. C3PO is quite ingenious. It starts by using a given piece of verbal feedback to generate a synthetic data set. This data set defines how the feedback should be applied, distinguishing scenarios where the feedback is relevant from those where it isn't. And how they achieve this is fascinating. They leverage existing instruction-tuned LLMs to create examples showing the model both how to adapt its behavior according to the feedback and, just as crucially, when not to. This results in a model that can apply feedback appropriately without altering its behavior where the feedback doesn't apply. Their experimental results were impressive. Their approach effectively applied verbal feedback in the right context while minimizing unwanted changes in others. They compared it to other methods like simply prompting the model with feedback or using supervised context distillation and found that C3PO significantly reduces overgeneralization by about 30%. It's a testament to how fine-tuning can dramatically enhance the utility of LLMs across various use cases, making them more adaptable and reliable for specific user needs or preferences. This has massive implications, especially as we see more personalized applications of LLMs in different industries. Personally, I think this paper opens up many doors. The ability to efficiently and accurately customize model behavior without extensive dataset collection or risking overgeneralization can make LLMs much more accessible and flexible for developers and businesses. Absolutely, Tom. And beyond just the technical excellence, it speaks to the evolving relationship between humans and AI, where conversational interfaces enable us to teach and refine AI behavior in a more intuitive and natural way. Well, that wraps up our discussion on RLVF, learning from verbal feedback without overgeneralization. It's a promising step forward in making AI more adaptable and user-friendly. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Don't forget to subscribe for more deep dives into the latest in AI research and technology. Goodbye for now. Goodbye. Ever wished you could tell your AI, hey, don't be so formal with my friends, without it getting awkwardly casual with your boss too? Introducing ChatCrafters, where we've harnessed the groundbreaking C3PO method from that brainy Stanford study to revolutionize chatbots. With ChatCrafters, your wish is our bot's command. Tell it to ditch the emojis when talking business, and boom, consider it done. But guess what? It still knows when to sprinkle in those smiley faces for your weekend plans with friends. Worried about overgeneralizations? Fear not. Our AI has mastered the art of context. It won't suggest buying flowers for your allergic friend anymore. Yeah, we've all been there. And the best part? No tech savvy needed. Just talk to our chat crafters like you would a very obedient, albeit slightly robotic, pet. So plug into chat crafters today and let's make those awkward miscommunications a thing of the past. Visit us at chatcrafters.com, where your chatbot finally gets you. And for a limited time, use the code LAUGHINGA to get your first month of awkward free chatting on us.
chat crafters, let's chat smart, not hard. Welcome to our deep dive into the fascinating world of data watermarks and their role in detecting copyright infringements within large language models, or LLMs. A paper titled Proving Membership in LLM Pre-Training Data via Data Watermarks by Johnny Tianjeng Wei, Ryan Yixiang Wang, and Robin Jia from the University of Southern California has shed some light on this very topic. That's right, Tom. The crux of the problem lies in determining whether copyrighted works have been used to train these massive AI models without permission. It's a growing concern, especially with jurisdictions around the world, including the EU and the US, moving towards giving authors the right to opt out their works from being used in machine learning training data. To tackle this issue, the authors propose an elegant solution, data watermarks. These are essentially small intentional modifications made to a document before its release. The idea is that if a document is used to train an LLM, these unique modifications can be detected, thereby proving the document was part of the training set. Let's break down how this works. First, the authors suggest using a randomly sampled data watermark across a collection of documents. This detection process is treated as hypothesis testing, helping to statistically prove if a document was used in training by looking at the loss a model exhibits when processing these watermarked documents. They explored two types of watermarks, random sequences inserted into documents and substituting certain characters with Unicode lookalikes that appear identical to humans but are recognized differently by computers. Interestingly enough, they found that the effectiveness of these watermarks depends on several factors, including the length of the watermark, the frequency of its occurrence in the document, and how diluted it becomes amongst other data when the model is trained on a large data set. When they tested these watermarks on smaller data sets and models, they observed promising results. Even more compelling was their finding that as long as the model's size scaled with the data set, the watermarks remained detectable. Now, on a real-world scale, they put their theory to the test using Bloom 176b, a 176-billion-parameter LLM. By analyzing Shea hashes from Stack Exchange, considered as natural watermarks, they confirmed that data watermarks could indeed be robustly detected given they appeared a sufficient number of times in the training data. Reflection-wise, this study not only highlights a practical approach to safeguarding copyright in machine learning, but also prompts a broader discussion on the ethics of data use in AI development. It's a step towards transparency, giving content creators tangible evidence of misuse. Absolutely, Tom. And beyond the technical implications, this research raises awareness about the complexities of copyright in the age of AI. As we stride into a future where AI plays a central role in content creation, understanding and respecting the copyrights of original works becomes even more crucial. We hope this episode has enlightened you on the innovative measures being explored to ensure fairness and respect in the domain of AI and copyright. The conversation surely doesn't end here, and it's up to all stakeholders in the AI ecosystem to engage in these discussions actively. That's our episode on data watermarks and LLM pre-training data. Thanks for tuning in and we look forward to bringing you more insights on the next episode. Are you tired of wondering whether your copyrighted masterpiece is secretly teaching robots how to mimic Shakespeare without your permission? 
Worry no more. Introducing Whistle Text, the first ever watermarking service for your documents, ensuring they can sneak into AI brains and tattle on them for using your work without asking. With Whistle Text, just sprinkle some of our magic digital dust on your manuscript, blog posts, or even your tweets. And voila! It's like putting a tracker on your car, but way cooler because it's for your words. Ever thought your diary could be a snitch? Well, now it can be. And it'll rat out any AI that dares to swipe your poetic musings on the existential crisis of losing your socks in the laundry. Our patented technology uses the power of unicorns, or something scientifically similar, to embed invisible signs, signals, and secret handshakes into your text, making it AI-resistant and lawyer-friendly. No more nights lying awake wondering if your blog post is partying in some neural network's training data. Whistletext has your back. Sign up today and take the first step towards giving your text a voice of its own, mostly to say, hey, I didn't give you permission to use me. Whistletext, because your words deserve their own bodyguard. Welcome back to our podcast. Today, we're diving into an insightful paper titled Instruction Diversity Drives Generalization to Unseen Tasks, authored by Dylan Zhang, Justin Wong from the University of Illinois Urbana-Champaign, and Francois Chartin from Meta AI Research. That's right, Tom. This paper focuses on the concept of instruction tuning, which is a technique where pre-trained large language models, or LLMs, are fine-tuned with specific instructions paired with expected outcomes. This process enables these models to perform real-world tasks and follow human commands more effectively. Jen, one of the fascinating aspects the authors explore is how these models can learn to apply what they've learned to tasks they've never seen before. The big question they're addressing is what exactly helps these models generalize to new, unseen tasks. They chose to experiment with something called string rewrites, a symbolic task that's fundamental yet allows for controlled experimentation. It's based on Markov algorithms, which are known for being Turing complete, making them a robust model for computation. To dive a bit deeper, they trained their models on a variety of instructions or rules for rewriting strings, then tested the model's ability to generalize these rules to new tasks. What they found is truly interesting. Yes, their key discovery was that the diversity of instructions a model is trained on plays a crucial role in its ability to generalize. Essentially, the more varied the instructions, the better the model becomes at applying its knowledge to new unseen tasks. They also noticed a sort of threshold effect. There's a specific point at which adding more diverse instructions suddenly leads to a significant improvement in generalization. Models trained on a large diverse set of instructions consistently perform better than those trained with fewer instructions even if those few were trained with many examples. Another critical point they highlight is the importance of semantic diversity, which refers to the variety in the meaning and context of the instructions. This, combined with instruction diversity, ensures the model's robustness, especially when faced with non-uniform distributions of instructions in the training data. When it comes to real-world applications, this research could have a profound impact. By ensuring that LLMs are trained on a diverse set of instructions, we can improve their flexibility, making them more capable of handling a vast array of tasks, even those they haven't been explicitly trained for. And yet, the paper also acknowledges its limitations. 
For one, it relies on a synthetic setup, meaning the experiments were controlled and didn't involve real-world instruction datasets. This might limit how their findings apply in practical scenarios. Plus, their conclusions are empirical and would benefit from theoretical backing in future work. It's a thought-provoking study, Jen. It emphasizes the potential of instruction diversity in enhancing AI models' ability to generalize, which is crucial for developing more adaptable and intelligent systems. However, it also opens up new questions on the best ways to incorporate and maximize this diversity in real-world applications. Precisely, Tom. As AI continues to evolve, understanding the intricacies of how these models learn and generalize will be paramount. This paper contributes valuable insights into that journey, and it'll be exciting to see how future research builds on these findings. Well, that wraps up our deep dive for today. We hope you found it as fascinating as we did. Don't forget to subscribe for more episodes where we unravel the complexities of AI research in an engaging and accessible way. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you in the next episode where we continue to explore the cutting edge of artificial intelligence and machine learning. Until then, keep pondering the possibilities of AI. Have you ever wished your toaster could understand not just toast, but lightly crisped with a hint of existential dread? Well, wish no more. Introducing Genie AI, the first product line from the Imagina Task Corp, inspired directly by the groundbreaking paper, Instruction Diversity Drives Generalization to Unseen Tasks. Genie AI isn't just smart, it's wisely smart. It understands tasks it's never heard before. Want your coffee maker to recite Shakespeare while brewing a dark roast? Genie AI's got you. And because Genie AI was trained on the most diverse set of instructions imaginable, it can handle any weird and wonderful task you throw at it. Like asking your lamp to dim itself to match your mood, even if your mood is vaguely nostalgic for the 90s. From toasters with a philosophy degree to vacuum cleaners that double as amateur therapists, Genie AI makes your home not just smarter, but eerily intuitive. Visit imaginatask.com right now and use the code DIVERSEA for a 10% discount. That's DIVERSEAI for a smarter, weirder tomorrow. Genie AI, where your appliances don't just work for you, they get you. Music